0: we week on 2 Dynamite Dudes. Marcus is out this week, but I have Kate Hensler of Fightful joining in on the conversation to talk the follow-up of CM Punk's AEW debut and how he handled his debut on Dynamite. Plus, Malachi Black takes out the Andersons in a debate-worthy main event. Chris Jericho teases plenty in his promo against MJF. The Lucha Brothers will face the Young Bucks in a steel cage at All Out. Jamie Hayter's AEW return to the ring with a continuing build between Christian Cage and Kenny Omega. What's the status of FTR and their future in AEW? Adam Cole teases a plenty, baby. The Report Brian Danielson is debuting at AEW All Out. Orange Cassidy busting big money Matt's face. Kate's perspective on the AEW women's division and overall roster size. We're getting Miro versus Eddie Kingston at All Out. Can't wait for that one. Jon Moxley taking on Satoshi Kojima. And so, so much more this week on 2.0. To who? Oh, you're hearing it. It's two dynamite dudes on a rampage, baby. Angel, wrestlezone.com. And it is two, two, yes. It's it was gonna be three, but it's two dynamite dudes on a rampage. And it's the dudette herself, Kate hendler <laughs>
1: Dude. Hey,
2: what's happening, dude?
1: <laughs> what's happening, dude? What's going on? Dude. I'm so good. Wrestling is so much fun right now. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on.
0: You know what? I, I like I told you in the DMs. I was like, you're such a positive attitude. You keep a good mindset about things and uh, you, you're very expressive. So I was like, I got to get Kate on here. You know, thank you. you a different perspective going on here. And, hey, I'm glad I kicked Marcus out of here because uh,
1: I know, just,
0: you know, the guy needs a breather. Um, get it, a little was big-
1: a, it was a part of me coming on. I was like, no, Marcus.
0: And you know what? We're not gonna have Marcus. <laughs> as long as you don't have that degenerate brother years on here. Yeah. We're okay. We're copacetic. We're, we're cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so screw him. Uh, yeah, Marcus. But let's not screw AEW. Let's talk about what kind of went on this whole past week. Um, obviously the big talk was kind of like, well, how are they gonna follow up with CM Punk after he debuted on Rampage last week? So he comes on, cuts a promo on Dynamite, and then. Does a little segment on Rampage, and then even after that, does a little, like, Twitter video with Christian afterwards. How do you think the follow-through in regards to just specifically that was uh, for this week, Kate?
1: So, specifically, just the punk stuff, I think has been fantastic. I didn't think these were particularly strong episodes of Dynamite or Rampage, but if we're talking about the punk stuff in a vacuum, I feel like they completely knocked it out of the park between his debut and now... um, Everything from like the social content that they did. Of I mean, the YouTube views are insane on all of his content, but also just like the the production behind the scenes stuff that they released. Um, all of the post show stuff that they just let organically go viral and stuff. Putting it on, I thought was really cool. Um, so I think that combined with what Punk did on Wednesday is <laughs> like, pretty insane. And like the news that he released. Um, which I don't think he was supposed to, but I'm still excited about. Kind of, I think like maybe buried the rest of how good that promo was, but like in in four minutes or whatever, he just did a tremendous job building a feud that uh, didn't exist before, and also putting over like six young talented people. Like, <laughs> so right. I think they they knocked it out of the park with the follow up stuff with just Punk. The episodes I didn't think were particularly strong um, of of Dynamite and Rampage. Outside of that, but. I mean, nobody's talking about anything else but punk talking about Daniel Bryan. <laughs>
2: so right.
1: Kind of yeah. like isn't that that bad, I guess.
0: And you know what, like I was who was like I was talking to a buddy and he was we were saying like, you know, that we talked about Booker T's comments. Did you hear what Booker T had to say and stuff like that? So, I kind of like now I don't agree with Booker T, but I kind of get what he was getting at, like hey, focus on the company you're in more so. But also I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, Punk being kind of outspoken is what we like about Punk, you know? And him saying, like, kind of being forthright with everybody is what we like about Punk. So the fact that he even, like, was, like, didn't, like, steer away from, hey, everybody's saying yes, it's Daniel Bryan, people, like, are expecting him to show up. He's like, I got to make this reference. And it so it fits who he is. And it's just, like, it, it gets you excited for, like, CM Punk being back. <laughs>
2: I
1: couldn't agree more like it's so funny I saw Booker T's comments and a couple other people saying that stuff and I was like well first of all he's not just gonna ignore like the fact that he left seven that's insane and I was like man that seemed so much nicer to me than half the shit he said when he was in WWE like I thought the language he used about not being able to get well at a place that made him sick and you know if you don't like him saying that he left pro wrestling Essentially implying that he was going to the land of sports entertainment. Take that up with WWE. That's what the fuck they call themselves.
2: <laughs> like was,
1: I, if you don't like that about Punk, you just don't like Punk. I feel like that was more like I don't know what's what's the WWE equivalent of AEW sexuals. The whatever the the, oh. the WWE stands like. Yeah, whatever. You know. Stand up for WWE. Yeah, that are like getting on that. And as far as Booker T goes, like. I don't know, is he really going to go out there and say he shouldn't have gotten ice cream bars like that people famously don't like ice cream? Everybody loves ice cream. And
0: that's what we expect the punk is be like, hey, he's going to say some shit about WWE probably. He's been gone for seven years because of them.
1: What's he going to do? Just ignore that? that Like, It was extremely... I mean, Booker's been making some interesting comments in general lately, but like, if this is like just the ultimate level of boot looking I don't know what to tell you. Like it was just so I don't know if he's get put up to it inside the company or if he's just saying this stuff on his own, but it was just such a um a forced take because the return was so organic, right? So it was just like come on. Like you can just let some go. You don't have to comment on everything. Like you can right, just yeah. let some pass by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it was a weird take I kind of see what he was getting at but this is not punk's brand either you know it's like it's one thing if it's like okay it's very heavy-handed and like you're doing it just to do it but punk, that's punk and like that's what we were expecting from him so you know uh we got a lot of people here in the chat Nesha how are you Stephen good to see you too Marcus yes he is in the doghouse. Uh, a very
1: dark doghouse.
0: yeah very dark dog nice. his actually out that's what he's <laughs> going on here
1: Ironically, his power is out when there's an NWA pay per view on. So (laughs) I just just have been beating that to death because I lost power not that long ago. So I was just, I lost my power, like just wouldn't (laughs) throwing extra R's onto everything. Yeah. You're calling
0: the electric company saying, like elongating those R's, just being like,
2: (laughs) Exactly.
0: What is with this woman? What's going on here? (laughs) All right. Well, no, I thought, yeah, overall, Punk, the handling of Punk has been good, but I'm kind of with you, too, in regards to, like, the show itself didn't, wasn't, yeah, didn't pack a punch as much as, like, we probably wanted it to. I also thought, like, um now, I loved, actually, my favorite match on Dynamite was actually the opener with Matt Hardy and Orange Cassie, but I didn't think it was a good way to kick off the show, especially if you're trying to rope not only get returning fans back interested in wrestling, say if they're tuning in because of punk, but also get new fans invested into a wrestling product because Orange Cassidy is such an enigma and starting it off with kind of like a comedy segment. I don't know if it was like a comedy match, basically. I don't know if it was a good way to kind of lead it in. I like later on, I would have been totally for it. And like I said, it's my favorite match of the show, but I don't know. What did you think of that? Like them kicking it off that way.
1: I actually thought it was a good idea for a couple of reasons. One, you know that crowd is going to be wanting CM Punk. You're probably not going to want to make it a habit to have CM Punk start off all your programming, or that thing is never going to go away. So, I actually kind of liked this because I feel like, like my sister doesn't watch wrestling at all, but I've shown her Orange Cassidy, and she thinks it's fucking hilarious. You know, right. what I
2: mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: met him in the ring with Matt Hardy, who people are going to recognize that are returning. So you take a super over guy who nobody's going to be chanting for CM Punk as soon as Jane hits. You know what I mean? They're going to be there for Orange Cassidy. And you're pairing him with someone who is recognizable. So you have this, like, very silly gimmick and this very fun dude with somebody that people are going to recognize. I actually kind of dug that they let off with it. And I agree with you. It was definitely a standout match of the night, despite the ending being a little weird. But uh, definitely one of the stronger ones on on Wednesday, for sure.
0: And I like the aspect, too. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't like stuff... Like not people getting legitimately hurt, but like Matt's face getting bloody and stuff like that. I kind of thought it added to the match a little bit in regards to like, okay, like the CM Punk's not CM Punk. Orange Cassidy's a comedy guy. Matt Hardy's kind of like delved into the comedy stuff a little bit. They were playing that up a lot, but then the kind of things got a little bit heightened once he had like that bloody face. And you're just like, geez, a whole and then it added to their feud even more like later on, like Matt played into it. On Twitter afterwards, Mm and even more so. I thought I thought it was a great. It was definitely my favorite match of the night, just because I thought they handled the the humor and stuff so well. Like even the story of Matt pulling the money out of his pockets, Orange pocketing the dollar bill later on, and then Matt going back for that dollar bill. (laughs) I was like, that's a
1: hundred dollar bill, bill, my friend, not just a single. (laughs) Um, I couldn't agree with you more. The injury you never want to see someone get busted open like in a shoot way, but at the same time. when you have a comedy guy and something like that happens, it kind of adds a little bit of credibility in a weird way, because at the end of the day, Orange Cassidy is a great wrestler. Like yeah. he could really go and funny doesn't work. If you suck, it just doesn't in any art form. Funny doesn't work. If you're a bad musician and you're trying to do like that, I'm Sandler thing. Like you can't be the joke. You have to be in control of the joke. So, um, I think it was kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. Like once he got busted open, it was like, okay, this guy's silly, but like, He's he still hits hard. He's still yeah. laying his head in. Like things are all right.
0: <laughs> things are all right. Now, so Marcus is kinda like he always kinda pushes. He likes Orange Cassidy, but he also pushes against it. Says it's not gonna la like it's not something that lasts over the course of time. And I make the argument that like you can delve into this comedy stuff and you can pick and choose the moments. And I think something that makes Orange Cassidy stand out is his ability to charge up. And when you see him like get casual and like like that's orange, but when push comes to shove he gets serious and he starts kicking some ass and i think when when you if you slow play that a lot of the times you can really build momentum and obviously there's going to be time to develop him i think as a not only just a wrestler but as a character too on television that we associate with i'm kind of curious what your thoughts on him overall like moving forward down the line with orange you think how how well do you think that persona can maintain and how would you maybe develop it or cultivate it in a lot of ways
1: Well, this is why Marcus isn't here, because I disagree with him heavily on this. Mm -hmm. So, But I think Orange Cassidy, like a lot of people are missing two things. One, I always go back to Hugger Bailey as like the perfect example of somebody's trajectory, because everybody thought she was just this hugger and that she was incredibly one dimensional. And she carried the entire WWE roster on her back through the pandemic with some character changes. And I, I always use her as an example for that, because I... I get what people are saying, but, like, look what an incredible job she did. Taking this thing that was super over and transitioning that into a heel, um, I thought was awesome. And I also feel like people underestimate, like, what a great heel Orange Cassidy could be. Being an apathetic dick, like, that's right there, and you don't have to pivot that hard from it. Like, being a guy with hands in your pockets that just has no respect for, like, the legendary roster they're bringing in (laughs) is gangbusters. Like, I don't think you have to change him that much to make him a really effective heel. Like, if he were to turn on the best friends, if he were to, I don't know, like if an alien fell in love with him and he broke her heart, oh my God. And he's just this guy that doesn't give a shit, with his hands in his pockets. That's super, super powerful. So Yeah, you know what?
0: Fuck that guy.
1: Yeah, right? Don't you hate the guy that will yeah. break Chris Statlander's heart? I do. My goodness. So I, I think... uh people underestimate like how how simple of a turn that could be and how effective it could be because he's because he's a great wrestler um and because his gimmick is one of like not really giving a shit you can you can heel turn that in a second that's so easy
0: you know i never even thought about it that way that's great like yeah especially like Statlander and stuff or like yeah his friends need help and he's just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not being part of that. Like if the Titan contract tr- hits and he doesn't come out cause he's
1: too apathetic to bother to show up. Like great. there's so many directions you can go with that. I think,
0: I think you nailed it, Kate. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez, you know what? I told Marcus he's getting Wally pipped. I think he's going to get Wally pipped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the second time someone has said that I've Wally pipped someone and I am honored. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> right. We, we got to make the Yankees references as much as we can now
2: it's
0: true <laughs> you gotta do it. um all right so now how else the show kicked off on dynamite was chris jericho dropping the news that they got a match at all out mjf one more time and if not and i tell you what chris jericho really teased a lot of stuff in that promo like not just that hey i'm gonna go to commentary but he also kind of hinted like like i might be leaving the company that's what a lot of people thought overall well like text wise what'd you think of all that i kind of think personally like We don't necessarily need that match at all out. Maybe they could have done it, like, on the Dynamite after or something. But I get why it's on there, too. What do you think about all that incident going on?
1: All that. I think the Fifth Labor could have been at all out. I don't think we need a rematch of this. I said uh, on on Fightful on Friday that, like, part of the problem of watching so much wrestling, if you are watching the WWE product, is you have rematch burnout so bad, because they rematch you to death on Raw and SmackDown so often, that, like... They're running Christian and Kenny back with kind of an organic story. There's an entirely different title involved. Christian's in his head. I still don't want to see it because I'm just so damn sick of rematches. And I feel like this is kind of victim to that too. And I feel like the inner circle stuff has been dragging on. The thing that I need for it to work, and I think the match will probably be good. I need it to be a clean MJF win. And for him to carry that banner around and for Jericho to actually be retiring. It's wrestling retiring. He said he's not ever going to be in an AEW ring again. It's wrestling. Cody's going to have the championship at some point probably guys. Like I don't know what to tell you. There are loopholes here. If you remember Juan Cena showing up to get out of his retirement. Like there's so many ways that you can undo whatever you say in pro wrestling, but I think um you know I, I said at the beginning of this five labor saying I was like, "Does this kind of feel like a a Jericho retirement run that he's like reigniting whoventude and he's doing an insane death match on television. Like this kind of felt retirement run ish to me knowing he's going on tour with Fozzie, knowing his age and um, that like, he definitely seems to have some sort of interest in commentary, whether you guys like it or not. Um, I wonder if, if he is going to be transitioning out here, but I would need it to be a clean MJF win because if it's like Sammy Guevara coming down to make the save for him, I'm just so burnt out on like the inner circle stuff. And I feel like that faction is now holding back the performers that are in it instead of catapulting them forward because they did a good job with it. Everybody in there's a star already. Santana and Ortiz are fantastic. Everybody loves Sammy and this face role. Um, Hager, I don't think, is super made, but I don't know if he has to be with like what he's doing and the role that he's playing there. So I agree, yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I would love for it to be a clean MJF win. um, But I don't know if that's
2: what we're going to get. So we'll
0: Heck, I'd love it too. Yeah, somebody I like too is Wardlow a lot and what he's like doing as like a monster. And then just the teases, the light teases of him, like MJF being a dick to him like constantly. Yeah. I think, you know, you can really play into that. And I think like the ultimate, one of the ultimate feats coming up has to be like CM Punk and MJF. And, like, you could even get, like, Wardlow in the mix of that, like, CM Punk being like, hey, that guy's a, kind of an asshole to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know? <laughs> I would
1: love that. Um, I think there's so much money in CM Punk and MJF. It's just a matter of timing because I think maybe you do want it to be for a belt. So I don't yeah. know if it's going to be the next program because I think Hangman has to have it for a little bit. I don't think he needs a super long run um I think he can be somewhat transitional but I don't think it's going to be like a drops it a week later situation I think he's still going to have it for a couple months um but because of the story that he's telling you know maybe someone in the elite costs and maybe the dark order turns back to being a bunch of heels and they cost him or whatever like I feel like he can latch on to another story and doesn't need a belt in the way that maybe some other people would so I would love to see CM Punk and MJF I just would like that to actually be a title feud I think
0: I agree with that. Like, that that definitely adds stakes to it. And also, just, like, if you're trying to build MJF as one of the next big stars, making a belt in that mix really adds to that as well, too, I think, as well. So let's take a couple questions here. Let's see your comments. DJ says, don't you think that AEW – oh, I can't hear what's going on here. Don't you think AEW can get in trouble for using Call to Personality since it was used by WD? No, no. They don't have rights to that at all, WD doesn't, DJ. They, uh, they're able to just get it. It's not – they weren't associated with in, uh, living color or anything like that. So they just had like, they, it's just musical rights that you have to pay for. So they're a, a the same
1: flight of the Valkyries too. Just so people know, like when it's not original WWE produced music, when it's licensed, as long as that license is up and they haven't actually purchased the rights to the song, uh, that's up for grabs anywhere someone goes. So if CM Punk wanted to go to ROH and use it, he could technically do it there if ROH wanted to pay for it, but that's the difference. That's why WWE creates so much of their music in-house, and that's why they have that job. Otherwise, why wouldn't you use licensed music all over the place right. like Sean is doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> why cult of personality like i'm so I'm, i love that he does that it's so worth it
0: oh I do. it's so money it's so money for it what would be if you could pick your theme music what would it be kate
1: Ooh, i asked this on twitter actually not that long ago like what would your heel and your face
0: that's right you did ask that hey,
1: yeah um I, heel absolutely enemy by seven dust Ooh.
0: i
2: think
1: um face i what, i think i picked legacy by eminem which is a good one too i'll take
2: Ooh, that's that. a good one that's a good Thank one
0: that. Okay. what about nice. you who <laughs> baby fakes jeez i don't know i like the band the menzingers a lot they got a lot of good tunes yeah, Um really? i like you know just some good metallica is fine with me so like i don't know nothing else matters but that's kind of darkened a little bit and then we if I was gonna have play, a
1: table for it i think you guys all yeah. come out all like slow and plotting. i could see that though
0: something like that and then for like a heel, I always like, I'm a big like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin guy. So I would like really play into like, like Sway by Dean Martin or something like that. And just All like, right. kind of like just take in the, the aura of like myself, you know, that kind of thing. You
1: going to have a steak dinner too?
0: <laughs> steak, of course. We'd break up into to. guys and dolls. Absolutely. It'd, just, it'd be a whole number like that, you know?
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So I think that's where I'd go. Let's see. Uh, Steven asks, what are the chances Punk wrestling on Dynamite may be teaming with Darby on their weight or they're waiting until all out? Maybe teaming, oh, on Dynamite. So he says maybe next week teaming on no Dynamite with Darby.
1: <laughs> I think no way. I think the, the first time you're going to see CM Punk in a ring is going to be back in Chicago, right? That's right. like, keep in mind they're traveling. So... Um, I do like that this is a friendly feud and I don't hate the idea of Darby and CM Punk tagging in the future. Uh, there's just such a natural connection there of them being two straight edge kids. But uh, I, I think the first time he's getting into a ring, is that all out?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be, you can't, right. I mean, after, the week after you could do something like it would just be like, Hey, what a good follow up that gets people to tune in. But yeah, you gotta wait till all out till punk actually competes in the ring. Uh Let's see. Oh yeah. People are watching NWA in Yeah. Uh, let's get this real quick. I know it's not a, well, it's kind of AW related. What'd you think of in power last night?
1: I thought it was really like very solid. The commentary was not good. Uh, Who was on the
0: commentary last night?
1: Uh, I just heard people saying, wow. And oh my gosh, more than I heard any play by play or insights about what was going on in front of me. It was not good. And mm-hmm. like, uh, Not good in a way that it was distracting and will actually take you out of a match. Not like it was fine, which I feel like is where I sit with Impact a lot. And even AEW to an extent. The only commentary that I'm like super into is Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman on our He's so good. They're insane. And like what they do to tell stories with the pure matches that they're doing over there, it's unbelievable what they do. Um, So the commentary was not good and they had some production issues. But overall, I think it was really great. I didn't need Chelsea Green winning the first up that they ever did but I get it I didn't love some of the booking in there but there were some people that really really stood out I think I mean Deanna looked ridiculous so good legit Layla who I have loved for like a long time I saw her at the collective and was like she's gonna be a star and then like two weeks later she was on dark and it was like oh maybe like sooner than I thought this is great um she's she's fantastic and I'm not like a huge fan of Camille's in-ring work her look is amazing but some of the stuff Layla did with her last night was just, just fantastic. And Lady Frost is unbelievably ridiculous, too. So I thought it was really great. I thought it was fun, like it was lighthearted and it should have been. And I just thought it was cool that Mickey James managed to pay homage to so many different types of women's wrestlers and so many decades of women's wrestling in one pay-per-view. I thought, I thought it was a really great, really great pay-per-view.
0: That's awesome because it's like – NWA like it it has such an attraction, like especially when it started off and like you know, way back when they had like Ricky Starks and you know all those guys like going in and just the studio aspect and that live studio aspect and stuff. And then you know, obviously the pandemic hit and kind of ran into situations where people left and you know, just it kind of lost its luster in a lot of ways from certain aspects of thing. But being able to kind of make something special like this and really focusing and like just the simple fact that Mickey James got released by WWE, and there was nothing, you know, there wasn't a good follow. Like they didn't do her justice in WWE at all, like oh. whatsoever. So it's just like, and that's an understatement. I feel yeah. so like her being able to be like, hey, okay, I'm taking charge of the show and putting this all together is a really good way to like put the cap not only to her but to women's wrestling and where it's gonna go. I think, and uh, I think it's kind of this is a good lead in too because uh, I love the women's division in AEW, uh, but. I, you've made a lot of great points in regards to how it's handled throughout, you know, these past few shows or even a little bit more so Or it's just like, it's a focus at some points, but obviously there's a lot still kind of missing there.
1: You are um, so sweet for not saying you are a maniac who rants about this on a weekly basis and you need to get the fuck a hold of yourself. <laughs> I, I love the talent there. <laughs> the fucking sucks. Like, I don't understand. And I, I get more frustrated with it because they do such a good job with the men in the tax divisions. And I'm like, what is it with the women that you suddenly start treating it differently? And it drives me absolutely bonkers when you see people like Brit is obviously a star. They give her Nyla out of the gate and a feud about cheeseburgers. I don't get it. Yeah. Like I and Nyla. They're building as this beast but you know she's gonna lose to brit so she's like super vulnerable um you know i i love red velvet she's very inconsistent though like very hit or miss her match with brit was great um mm-hmm. but like you signed thunder rosa and now she's like mostly on dark now that she is signed i don't get it diamante was insane yesterday she lays her shit in harder than like most women in wrestling i would say she is there to kick someone's ass She's kind of hidden away. They make a star out of Conti and they don't put her on TV. Like they just throw her off a cliff. She uh, lost the title, and just where the hell did she go? She got a haircut, which is great. That's about it. Like I, it, it drives me absolutely crazy. And the other frustrating thing is when you have a match that isn't great, and it's the only match on the card that's a women's match. Which I get it. They have to like fill that out a little bit. Um. That means 100% of the women's wrestling you saw that night is bad. So, that means people are going to go and say women's wrestling is bad, and that sucks cuz it's not true and it undercuts people who are doing it right. Like NXT before they murdered NXT, like Impact Knockouts. R-I-T. Like so many women on the on the um, indies right now, Jody Threat and Kai. like I love women's wrestling so much and there's so much good happening and it's so frustrating on especially Monday, Wednesday, Friday to sit there and watch Nyla have a butt be a storyline. Watch, like, (laughs) you know, or I'm sorry, Naya, not Nyla. Nyla had cheeseburgers. Let's clarify that. Like, I just don't understand where, like, the, like, I've I've said this a few times. Nobody has come out and said to Britt Baker, you're so confident in your wrestling. You went and got a whole-ass dental degree. You spent eight years in school because you were that, like, there's just no fire or, like, just they don't even build out feuds like it's just like a one week uh you know shotgun to the, to the top and then like no b feuds being built and then sometimes they build one on dark and it doesn't carry over like it's just they have a great roster and it wasn't great from the get they've worked really 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 hard to change that Now they have the talent, and the booking is still atrocious. So it's very uh, frustrating. And that was so kind of you to be like, you've made some good points. Because really, I just rant and rant and rant on a weekly. Well, I
0: mean,
2: (laughs) because
0: Marcus and I look at it too. We're like, we're both huge Thunder Rosa fans. And like, number one, like that's Marcus's number one wrestler in general is Thunder Rosa. So it's just like we look at it like, oh man, and you know, from the aspect of like, yeah, they've done. Like, from where it was started out, it was like there were so many holes in the women's division. But you bring all these talents, like Ty Conte, and you've established, like, a Ty Conte. You've established Thunder Rosa. You've established Layla Hirsch. You've established, like, Britt Baker. Like, just went into her own, everything like that. So you have a great women's division core that you're building around. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the follow-through with it is just – it's here and there, and it's, it's just kind of frustrating if you're just watching it from the aspect of, like – all right, you have a you have a roster, you just don't have the execution of it down. And it's like, and that's the other thing too that I have on the kicker here is like, it's a huge roster just in general. It's like, and I, I made the point to Marcus, like maybe what you can do is almost like a volleyball game where you rotate talent through and in. So it's like, you have your core guys or gals that you're working with that you put your focus on, on Dynamite and on Rampage. But then, and you have some outer factors circling in and out, but your main core people stay there. And then, like, you can always – and it's wrestling. So, like, if people need to go somewhere, go on the Indies for a while, come on back, leave the territory, come on back. Like, something to that effect where you, like, keep them in the mix, but they don't necessarily have to be there all the time.
1: Man, when they opened the forbidden door to Impact, I was like, this is going to be so awesome with the knock, and they've done nothing. Britt Baker has come out and said she wanted it. Deanna's come out and said she wanted it. Like, Everybody wants the crossover because it's awesome. Like the knockouts division is incredible. Um, So it's it's just, it's wildly frustrating. And it's kind of the only thing that I feel like there's other than the refereeing, a massive hole in. Like there's (laughs)
2: There's
1: (laughs) refereeing, I can't, I can't.
0: Listen, that's why I love Jr. on there, Marcus. And I say this all the time. I love Jr. because he's like he calls shit out sometimes. He's just like, "All right, is uh Rick Knox in their pocket? What's going on here?" <laughs> like he'll just flat out say, "Like what's happening with the referee?"
1: What's the point of having Rick Knox ref a match? Because yeah, right? Right? any Rules. Like mm-hmm. if you're a heel, you should be emptying your pockets for Rick Knox to deliver your match. You right. should right. absolutely be.
0: You should be in the Hardy family office going on. Like, big money, you Matt, should, man.
1: Well, and they kind of implied that with the box. So I'm, like, glad they worked it into a storyline. I would rather just have referees that aren't idiots. Right.
2: <laughs> like,
1: that makes sense in what you're doing. Or just call it a tornado tag, for the love of God. Like, just <laughs> call it what it is. <laughs>
2: like, you know
0: what? They're doing the trios. So maybe – I think they're – obviously they're, like, really teasing to that. So may, I'm hoping that maybe that – means that the just regular tag matches will be more tag oriented and stuff. Well, the, the trios matches could be more luchador
2: oriented. Like, I
1: would love anyway. that. I would love that and too. I would love clarity. That's it. Just clarity. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's it. Uh, let's see what some people are saying here. Do you think after this week's altercation between evil, Uno and the dark order and Alex Reynolds walking on in the group that he'll be going to a heel single role. I think there's more in store for that stuff. You know, I don't think it. I really liked. I and I forgot to include this in. So thank you, DJ, for bringing it up. I, I really liked that Alex got to say something and like was the guy that spoke up because like you know, and evil uno called out on it. Was like, hey, you're just used to living in John's shadow all the time, and so it's like, which is like heartbreaking. Like, hey, come on, man, that, that's rough. What the, what are you doing? And so but I like that it was Alex that spoke up because you're like, hey, man, hey, I'm glad that guy said something, you know, we don't know too much about him still even. So it's like I did like that, but I think there's going to be more coming from all this stuff. It's not just going to I don't think Alex is going to go to a heels role. And I don't necessarily think Evil Uno is towards the heel. I just think there's a Mm -hmm. rift in the group and there's going to be more storytelling. what you kind think?
1: of like Dan House he, I don't think he's even that evil to be honest I think I think you're just seeing some infighting <laughs> and that Adam Page is going to come back and say I can't let this group of guys break up after like because I left essentially like I think you're gonna see him come in uh when I do the Mark Order podcast on Wednesdays one of the hosts over there had a theory that Anna Jay is gonna come back and be the one to get them in in shape and I kind of that like a a re-entrance of because she was the the mama figure over there she was the one holding it down so um I really liked that idea because I think people are assuming Paige or maybe it's a combination of the two maybe Anna Anna whoa Anna, maybe we <laughs> realize that she, uh, you know, she can't do it on her own. Brody's not there anymore. Maybe Adam Page needs to come back and and make uh, some changes with them. So I think there's possibilities there. I don't think you're going to see a, a evil Uno separation or any sort of. I almost said Mark Order because that's my podcast. Dark Order breakup of any sort. I think you're going to see some infighting until somebody can come and resolve that for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. How would you feel? Like obviously people are talking about like Bray Wyatt maybe being the next guy to like come in and like take Brody's helmet. It makes sense from a story standpoint. How would you feel about that? Not only for, for the dark order, but for Bray too, introducing Bray into the blood mix of AEW if they're gonna do that.
1: I personally I feel like Brody was their leader and that's it. I feel mm-hmm. like that that's how it should be. Bray, having had a history with Brody on a different program and what he's able to do, I wouldn't hate it. Like it makes sense. But I feel like every time CM Punk is going to come and lead them, Mal- Malachi Black is going to come Yeah,
0: who's <laughs> like, never released. It's like, new to me, I'm leader of the Dark Order.
1: Yeah, like Buddy Murphy's going to come. Like, no, no. And like, you see talent tweeting about it. Like, we already had the best leader you could ever have. Like, it's yeah. not going to happen. Um, Bray Bray is a logical choice. But I, in my heart, would like for that to be... Brody's legacy and to leave that alone and I it seems like maybe that's how they they feel on the inside too otherwise they might have done that with with Malachi Black which I'm glad they didn't because his rollout has been perfect and oh my god he's gonna kick everybody's heads off their body
0: I I fucking love it I loved it in NXT oh my god I loved it in NXT I'm just like geez oh man like just that move itself like pops me and I mean and like I love this theme song like in nxt like i i thought you couldn't top that theme song at all but like and i still like that more than his new one but i think his new one plays to who he is even more as a character so it's like i'm all for it too um i guess yeah let's talk about that how how do you feel about that as a main event brock a guy that's we weren't familiar with before july and (laughs) now (laughs) he's main event in an episode of dynamite Uh, obviously there was a story to be told with that But overall, how did you think the execution was that? And just them putting that on at, you know, six minutes before the show closed.
1: I feel like uh, if your dad loves you, he never lets you go out there and face him. I'm sorry. My dad would not let me go get my head (laughs) kicked off. What are we doing, Arn? Um, No, I think this was a a logical choice. And it's it's clear what he's going to do now, right? Um, I, I don't think maybe that was main event worthy. But I think Malachi Black is badass enough that, like, I'm not mad about it being in that spot. Would he? Every entrance of his feels like a pay per view. It's just incredible, and. Like with with the mask and the lighting and how he makes his eye more dead every week, like you no, know, like a third of his face is just black. Like I'm so happy because this guy loves pro wrestling so much. It's so obvious that this guy just wanted to be able to stretch his creative muscles because when he does, like he, it, it's so careful and intentional. Um, I didn't need this to be the main event. I actually would have preferred if there was. I mean, just nothing but Brock Anderson dying. Like I felt like that should have been just let him get his block kicked in. That's what he was there to do anyway. I don't think you needed to like build him at all in this way. Um, And I don't think you need like Big Shoty Lee closing out show. Uh, I thought
0: that was kind of weird. Yeah, that
1: just didn't need to happen there. If if that happened on Rampage or something, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But I feel like why not go out with the note of Malachi's black dominance. And then have that happen somewhere else, maybe on this week's episode or whatever. Uh, I do like this idea that he he described his own character as the devil with amnesia, which is just the most badass thing I've ever heard in my life. That's so. like an
0: album title you could come up with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is like, it's so... um like i and with cody i loved everything that he did too where it was like cody would launch into one of his like as people were calling it, like cody verse rants of like you know in this society when he would just kick him in the face like yeah. loved how intentional that was on both of their parts by the way right? yeah kind of credit for that but like now him going through the nightmare factory after cody was going through like the heel part of that um like, or the Nightmare family, sorry, uh, I, I think is, is cool. Like he kind of came to counterpunch everything that they were trying to do with a go-go while a go is getting his second surgery and stuff. Um, I, I don't think you could have asked for, I was like, there's never going to be a debut. That's as cool as this. And then CM Punk happened. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but his, his rollout to me has been basically perfect. So, um, Didn't need it as the main event. Not mad about it though. When you have someone that's that fucking cool closing out your show.
0: (laughs) I I mean, like he's such a like it's such a refreshing thing to see. Like just this guy, like that. You know, I, I, you know, he was my guy in NXT, and like I was like so excited to be like, all right, they're gonna, he's just gonna dominate on the main roster and everything. Like obviously that didn't happen, and so like for him to able like quote unquote flex his muscles and be able to show what he can do from a creative standpoint is just it's awesome to finally see him like. The, the potential for matches to him, Punk. Uh, you can even like I'm even excited for just like him squaring off. I think Dustin's gonna be in the mix with that, sure. and just having that story to be told, and that's a lot of cool stuff happening with
1: so. it. If you heard his interview on Talk is Jericho, first of all, do it because it's it's so wonderful to hear him like it wasn't the chip on your shoulder type of interview that a lot of people have given. He's just such an interesting dude. And he's so thankful for his time there. And he's so excited to be in AEW. Um, But he was talking about the talent he wanted to put over. And he was like, I think Sonny Kiss is awesome. Yes. I want to work with Sonny Kiss, like to see how many of the like veterans that have come in from the outside, like, putting over this young talent in this way is so cool. And they're so passionate about doing it. Like he even said, he was like, I want to have a legacy that's filled with successful benchmarks in my career. I also want to have a legacy that says I helped the people behind me come up a little bit. And it's, it's just, it's a fantastic interview and it seems to be such a universal mindset in what we're seeing in AEW, and I just love it.
0: Uh, That's a man. Him with Sonny kiss would be awesome because I just think Sonny is such a like, such a unique talent that you can really position in a, in a great way. Like he goes on like a TNT title run. I think he could do a great job with something like that. But you tell a story with like the contrast of sunny kiss going against Malachi black. is just, I think that's a money feud. Like,
1: like contrast in ring styles and contrast in characters. Exactly. Like you just you don't get a bigger clash of both of those things than that. Like, I think that would be so cool. And it's just cool to see him like, yeah, but that would not happen where he previously worked. We'll put it no, 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 no. <laughs> There's no. just no way.
0: <laughs> he did like uh sunny kiss would come out on like a, like a unicycle bike. And then the like Malachi black is like, <laughs> he'd get his other eye taken out or something. And then yeah, just-
1: ex- exactly. And then fight a- about a motorcycle with drew McIntyre. Like, I don't,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know hell? what
1: they're doing. I don't think <laughs> they know what they're doing.
0: Goodness. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. next says six man tag team titles. Bring in Eric Redbeard. What would you think about Eric Redbeard in the mix at
2: all?
1: You know, it's it's makes sense because they're so stable heavy there. I don't hate that idea, but we are getting, like you said, it's a crowded roster right now. And I don't know if his value justifies the signing as much. I wouldn't be like mad about it. Um, I would actually rather him than like a brawn because I think the way you need to brawn is a little more disruptive than you would push a Redbeard. Um, but there's so many people ahead of him that I think I would want to see. I'm a huge buddy Murphy gal. Like I would love to see him in AEW. I would love to see him in Malachi black, obviously, as we were just talking about. Um, so I don't know if I like need him, but I wouldn't be mad about him showing up if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that does make sense. It's that's the issue is like, I think at this point you got to be kind of selective of who you're bringing in and stuff like that. And that's just like, I, that's a big concern of mine for AEW is like, the uh, again that the amount of roster size is just a lot it's a lot and i don't want to see anybody like you know lose a job or anything to that aspect but it's you can't balance a show like in that it's, it's a tough.
1: with that and i said this on friday as well like i i think they could use some clarity around how all of these like programs are working in their ecosystem so like you have dynamite you have rampage you have dark you have dark elevation um what I don't know if they, and Rampage is like two weeks old. So this is not like a fault of theirs, but like yeah. what is the the intention of each of these shows is what, right? Like, so I think Dynamite is obviously like your bread and butter. And then what do all these other things mean? Are they going to advance storylines on Rampage? Or is it going to be like how SmackDown complimented Raw before they were like clear vehicles, right? Like uh, is, is Elevation storyline driven and Dark is getting indie talent workouts and almost having free tryouts. Like what is each thing? Cause I feel like that used to be more clear than it is now. Like, I feel like that got muddied around when elevation kind of started. So, um, I, with that expansive roster, like creating clarity there would be great. But like you're right, like Lance Archer seems to be falling through the cracks, and that mm-hmm. breaks my heart because I love that. I love
0: him. He's one of my favorites yeah. too. Just, He's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. But that also helps with the Forbidden Door being. I, I'm so over the Forbidden Door term, but for like, it sounds yeah. like a weird porno or something. Like I do <laughs> it. do um, it. But I do think like like why aren't why isn't he like he did some stuff with New Japan, which is cool, but he came from New Japan to be on this show, right? Like, so I feel like they didn't want to do an invasion angle because invasion angles notoriously are not great. But by just leaking over your top talent, like maybe you're underutilizing the potential of what you could do when you do have such a big roster, like throwing them over to Impact and and these other promotions. So um, I would love to see I would love to see Ring of Honor. Talent facing some of the people that are not on there because a lot of them, I think, ring style wise, would be great together. So, oh um, yeah, I do you know that that roster is getting a little bloated. So the people you're bringing in, you gotta be a little selective about. And for God's sake,s like, go get some women. Like, that's mm-hmm. all. Why is it oh. Amy Dumas backstage? Like, that's all I want to know. Maybe she's on a Legends contract, but like, she said like she wasn't on the best terms necessarily with. No, she wasn't.
0: Contract. That's a great point too. Yeah. Wouldn't
1: mm-hmm. mind seeing uh, AJ Mendes show up.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's bound to happen, I bet. I wouldn't be against it either.
1: No, she was great.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, something I'm excited for. Here, let me, let's me let look at a couple comments here real quick. Uh, Well, Adam – oh, yeah, I did want to talk about this. Well, Adam Cole debut this week in AEW. Don't – it's tough. I mean, I could see him showing up, maybe at all out, but the report is Cassidy uh, of Bodyslam.net reported that Brian Danielson's set to – debut at reportedly at uh, all out. So um, I would say Adam Cole, I mean, I would like to see him show up after all out, actually, like maybe the dynamite after I wouldn't be against that. But uh, Kate, what do you what's your perspective on that?
1: I think there's something really interesting with Adam Cole, which is that he wasn't released, right? So you don't have this 90 or 30 day time stamp on you that doesn't mean he has to show up the week after his contract expires though like let's take a breath i think the thing that makes the most sense to insert adam cole into is some of the stuff with the elite right so i would rather they hold off on that and um bring him in at the right time for that maybe hangman goes over kenny and then adam cole is standing there saying that the elite has lost themselves and whatever. Like, I, it, it's such a natural story that if he is going to show up in AEW, it's worth waiting a little bit. And also, like, he might want to chill out and hang out with his girlfriend and heal his body and whatever. Like, I think people forget that, like, every time you go through the mat, they say that's like going through a car accident. Like, people might want a minute to rest their bodies between. But I also get the temptation because that's, that's a steal that wasn't because you laid off a hundred people, right? Like, that's a steal because um, somebody's actively now choosing to go to AEW over WWE, which is a big deal because that is a choice from someone who was a sweetheart of theirs. Like, Mox wanted to get the fuck out, right? Like, Adam Cole has seemed like such a company guy. So did did Brian Danielson, though. Like, People starting to choose to go to A.W. is a different ballgame than I don't have a job anymore. Let me wait around and see. And that also makes me laugh when people like call A.W., Like, die at WWE because I'm like, yeah, out of the hundred people they've laid off, some of them are gonna go to AEW and get a job. Like, they laid off a hundred people in the past 18 months. Like, a handful of those guys are gonna go to your competitor. Weird, I know. So, that is driving me crazy. Where do you want
0: them to go? (laughs) Honestly, like, the wrestlers. Do you think they're not gonna go to the second most biggest company in the world, basically, right
1: now? Yeah, you think they might show up there? Like, not (laughs) everyone's gonna be like, you know what i'm really passionate about doing an indie run like <laughs> my yeah, two million twitter followers there, or whatever right? the fuck are gonna watch me on gcw like that would be awesome don't get me wrong but yeah. like some of them are gonna go to the top competitor that you have
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just bound to happen uh oh yeah so Nesha agrees with you she says adam cole is gonna take a vacation before we resi-
1: him. go to barbados get yeah. a chance
0: you know, you got to play into the Carly Simon song anticipation. Just build it, <laughs> build it out. It'll be fine, you know?
1: And, like, well, keep in mind for AEW, they have other debuts lined up. And, like, if if Body Slam's report is correct, they probably moved that up. I think the report said because they're concerned about COVID, like, realistically. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a 1% chance, you do not want Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, to debut not with a crowd. Like, right. it is oh, worth gosh. moving that guy up if there's even the slightest chance that something's going to happen at Arthur Ashe. Ash. So, like, they have a plan here. To me, it always seems like, until now, I was like, oh, Tony Khan, like, once a business quarter brings in a really big debut. Like, I was, like, thinking about it those terms. I was like, his quarterly budget, he's like, okay, one gangbusters guy per, <laughs> per <laughs> business quarter. They also have four pay-per-views. That's not, like, a coincidence. Um, but, like he doesn't have to sign there tomorrow. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Just, yeah, you got to wait. It's storytelling. Let it all play out. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. If you don't see uh, Adam Cole, like, you know, Panama sunrise and anybody for a little bit. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Right. It's going to be all right.
0: <laughs> It'll be uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. This is the one I'm, I got super pumped for, uh, Miro and Eddie Kingston at all out
2: happening. Dude.
0: My God. Like, the, the development of Miro from video game like Gucci wearing shirt to like just a monster that's like super thinks God loves him and like it's the he's his champion and then just like being just a complete dick to people. That is hot, yeah.
1: It's hot, double jointed wife,
0: double jointed wife. Kills me. It's just like playing into it, and then just Eddie Kingston is a, just like the perfect contrast to him. I am so pumped for this match. And just, uh, I wish they had a couple more weeks to tell even more of a story with it. But uh,
1: Yeah, some of this card feels that way where I'm like, you know this was coming. Like, it feels a little hot-shotted. Um, I I would love for this to be a multi-match feud. I, I'm i a huge Eddie Kingston mark, so I'm also secretly hoping that I get to see Eddie Kingston and Miro at Arthur Ashe because I will be there. Ooh. Uh, But like Eddie Kingston is a guy where maybe the Redeemer has met his match a little bit. He's mostly just been like throwing Fuego Del Sol into the ground, right? Like it's mostly been these awesome squashes. And I think maybe Eddie Kingston is the guy that at least maybe gives him a little bit of run for his money. If he doesn't take the title off of him, like he he's a little bit more on the same level. And Eddie Kingston makes everything so believable. I'm the biggest Biggest, biggest Eddie Kingston. Mark, he was my favorite active wrestler until Punk showed up because I'm a Punk gal through and through. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, I think this feud is going to be incredible. I don't think. If you are going to build a feud in one week, I think Eddie Kingston can make it feel real important, real, real, real fast. Oh,
0: he—you uh, know what? That's what's cool about it is like, so like we had a—he's—we call him friend of the show on here because we interviewed him like weeks back, and like he told us the story. Like I asked him about his rosaries around his neck, and he was like, you know, uh, the Pope blessed them, and then a friend of a wrestler, his, their daughter gave one to me too, so that's why I wear him in the ring. He's like, what I wear is what I wear, who I am. You know, it's obviously, it's Eddie, so it's like, um, but, like, that aspect of, like, Miro, like, them getting in the fight at the end, and that rosary getting knocked off at the end, too, and Miro doing all the favorite, God's favorite champion, all that stuff, I think that even adds to it. Eddie going out there with Mike in hand and gonna say something, but he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna kick this guy's ass, and then just, I, man, this is, like, something I'm so pumped up for, and they've only had just a little window of time that they've used it with, so... I and love
1: Eddie <laughs> Kingston is so I said this Friday too. Like he is so good at talking. He's so good at knowing when not to talk. He's so good at creating moments by putting the microphone down by saying what he needs to say and getting the fuck out of there. I've never heard an Eddie Kingston promo go like too long. Yeah, it, I just, I love his work and with Miro, I'm okay with him dropping the belt to Kingston or sometime soon. Because when you think of title runs, like what it's done for Miro, as far as making him a star, and what it's going to do for whoever he drops it to, is he's just made it feel so important so fast. And like for a belt to make both people, because it's going to, it's it's already made him, and it's going to feel important when it's taken off of him. Um, I I just think that's that's the purpose of a title run is to to be able to make the other guys along the way look good when they take it off of you, and to make yourself uh feel important in the show and I feel like this was so good at that um so I'm I'm okay with him dropping whenever he does I don't want Kip to come back and cost him I feel like that's an obvious no, story no, I but I feel like I move on from that like I don't need any of that game so um but I, I couldn't agree with you this is one of my favorite matches on the card
0: and you know what to your point of like them potentially doing it at Arthur Ash again like do you have any win that title at all out like I don't that does not disrupt Miro and it does not disrupt, like, what you're doing with Eddie either. Because, like, mm-hmm. if Eddie gets one up on Miro, Miro's going to be like, what the, you know, yep. I want another match against him. And then you could have the, mat, the belt go back to Miro if you want. And then, like, Good. just keep going on that run. But Eddie, Eddie had his number. Eddie got him. You know what I mean? And then you can even, like, you can have Miro take out Eddie. Eddie be gone for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Then he
0: comes back with, you know, and packs even more of a punch later on. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do.
1: You imagine the heat in New York of Eddie Kingston losing a title would be insane. Like, that would be so gangbusters. And the other thing is with Eddie, like, he's just the kind of guy who doesn't really – I love that he's been in a title picture since he showed up, and he doesn't need it because – and he doesn't even—he's someone to me too. Like I love characters that it's like I don't care if you're facing a face, I don't care if you're facing a heel. You're just there to kick everybody's ass. Like he's that guy to me. Uh-huh. Like you do not need like a—you're a good guy and you're a bad guy. Like have your inclinations so that there's clarity about who. I'm supposed to be rooting for, but like he just feels like a guy who's just like you want to fight or fight you. You want to fight or fight you. Like I love characters like that. That's how Becky Lynch was. Like yeah, yeah. That's great. And I feel like those people are so valuable in a company because um you can just throw them into like any story and they're just going to make it work.
0: Eddie's that guy in the bar that like that buddy in the bar, like, hey, there's a situation going on. He's like, who the, what the fuck's going on? Let's go yeah. get him. <laughs> like that kind of thing. He's that guy.
1: My <laughs> podcast co-hosts always make me play fuck Mary Kell. When <laughs> Eddie Kingston's involved, I'm like, you marry Eddie Kingston. Who's yeah. gonna be like a better? Who's gonna have your fucking back more than Eddie Kingston? And if you're not who would you know, Eddie
2: Kingston you know, too. Like,
0: I don't think it's possible. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? Like you you want that guy in your corner. He murdered someone in Canon on the show, people like <laughs> He murdered someone in his storyline. That's <laughs> it. That's him.
0: That's him. Uh, Mike says here, Bronson Reed seems to want a match against Miro. I know we're talking a lot of names that aren't in AEW, but I mean, what do you think about, well, Jonah, now he's going by. What do you think about him? Maybe at some point getting in the mix there.
1: Yeah. I don't think an, I would love to see it as like a one-off. Um, I think he would be a great fit and impact. Yeah. Um, Bronson Reed slash Jonah, like I, I think he would be fantastic over there, and I think, um, you know, you saw Josh Alexander kind of calling out Miro. If you wanted to keep that going in that way, I think that would be really cool, or a one-off or a short program. I, I don't need right now, um, Bronson Reed slash Jonah in in AEW. We were talking about these spots getting filled up. He's one that I don't feel like they necessarily need. I'm a big fan of his work, especially like some of the later stuff he was doing in NXT, but um i'm interested in the match but not necessarily the signing over there
0: honestly i think that's a great point him being an impact him being like your cal bell champion kind of thing where he's like he's kind of who you maybe even build around because he's got such a unique look he's such a great wrestler he's good on the mic uh he's gonna look different than everybody else than any other champion you have in wrestling so you have him in the mix i think that's somebody that impact should really invest a lot in is, is jonah i think that'd be great that
1: would be great. Me too. They just brought Zicky Dice over there. Like what a fun, silly collision that would be, right? Like, yeah. Oh
2: my God. Yeah.
1: Like this, this brute, big ass Jonah and like Zicky, the outlandish one. Like there's so many fun. That's, that's, what's fun about impact being so character-based is you can create these just like absolutely insane matchups. Like that to me is one of their greatest strengths.
0: I can't wait for Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger to interact with one another. Oh my
1: God, All day
0: that is money for me money for me uh, let's see oh that says becky is her daughter's favorite I, you can't be becky i don't want to be a heel i really just don't but
1: well that's good because she can't be so
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah right
1: like i just i know she's gonna come back and work heel doing that and her her comeback is the dumbest shit i've ever heard like, i don't i don't get why you
2: the follow-up has button. not
1: justified squashing Bianca at all. Like it's it's made no sense over there. I know we're here to talk about AEW. I'm real hot under the collar about this, though. Like I know
0: a few of me up too. And I don't really I barely watch W because I don't have to. So it's just like I
1: know. Now I get paid to watch SmackDown, so it's like a little bit different. I have to like, different. man, it's they they could have her work heel. She's not that far off as a baby face, but make the moment come after her debut. Everybody's so excited to have her back. Nobody, People right. were chanting her name
0: right? in the past how many weeks beforehand. And then if you, you hot shot it there, you're making your beat somebody that people already like. And it's just like, all right, you, you have De- Becky dump the water on Bianca Belair. It doesn't make any sense to do.
1: <laughs> no, and there's just not, there's like not a lot of women's faces on, there's not a lot of anything on SmackDown in the women's division right now. But like faces least of all, Bailey's out. Sasha is a heel. Bianca just lost like there's just not a lot and Zelina and Carmella are Sasha's stable mates he chose even though they already lost to Bianca 700 it's a mess it's a mess and Becky's a face right now like it just makes no sense
0: it's zero sense <laughs> now did this make sense to you is um what do you think about AEW fans complaining about putting the gun club versus the factory on dynamite not darker elevation now it's not like a Huge match. It does seem like something that would be on a darker in elevation. I love Billy Gunn. Like I love the Billy Gun when he uses the one Billy Gun. So I'm anytime you put Billy Gun on my screen, I'm for it. But what did you think of that? I it was just a vehicle for Paul White, basically, was all it was, I feel. But
1: yeah, um I would rather have seen Thunder Rosa. Yes, <laughs> I, would seen, I would have rather seen Lance Archer I would have rather seen a lot of other things in, in place of that match um, I did not need this to set up QT Marshall and uh, and I said it right QT
2: Marshall, yes. Marshall.
1: awesome adorable dog uh, and Paul White oh, yeah. I just didn't like need this to be a vehicle for that in any way shape or form I thought it was a waste of uh, television time especially an episode where you're following up CM Punk you're putting this on like Made no sense to me.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's great. Why wouldn't you put like somebody like Thunder Rosa cut a promo like talking about the Casino Royal Battle Royal coming up and like just claiming her spot basically and saying like I'm gonna kick some ass. You're gonna see why they call me the best in the world. And boom, 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 you got something happening there and something cooking because like we that was like an afterthought on Dynamite was the the Casino Royal Battle. Royal. Did they even announce it on there? or Was that just Rampage? I can't. I don't even know. I can't remember.
1: Well, there's the first problem. We don't yeah. know. I think they. They announced it, and a couple competitors, and then they expanded on it on Rampage, I think. But it was like, oh, okay, they're doing this match, and Nyla's in it, and whoever, right? Like, it's it's um, it's, it's an it feels like an afterthought. It consistently feels like an afterthought. But even if it's not another women's segment, like, I why put Dante Martin on my screen?
0: Some yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: somebody that's gonna that be like, dude, man, him and Bowens this week on Dark out of control oh,
0: man. I love Bowens. Like Bowens is so damn I love his, the cadence of his voice um and just the intensity that he brings. His look obviously. I think he's another guy you can really put in a bigger picture like whether that's mid-card or main event. Like upper mid-card or main event. I think he's up there. I think you can get him he, up
1: there. With the Max Caster fallout being terrible, the one good thing about it is I think people are starting to pay attention to Bowens and he's fantastic. And I don't know if a lot of people know this like Caster and Bowens were not a tag team on the Indies at all. And I was so impressed with how natural it felt for them to be working together. Like this was not like a matchup that you were seeing around me. Cause they were, they're creative pro wrestle pro guys. Like you were not seeing Max Caster and Bowens as a tag team around here at GCW at wrestle pro at pro wrestling magic. Like that was not a thing. And they just came in and felt like such a unified front and um that like hype man role isn't actually easy i think people think that mm-hmm. like that's a really simple thing to compliment the other guy but it's so not it's actually probably harder in a lot of ways so um getting to see him shine and i'm i'm just a huge proponent of his in-ring work um i i think is so awesome he's so talented so he's smooth,
0: he's smooth. it's just like yeah i want to see so much more from him too coming on yeah. um let's see. <laughs> thoughts on the alliance of dan yeah dan lambert the men of the year scorpio sky and ethan page it was kind of didn't like it dude what how do you think of dan lambert as a promo though in general what what's your thought and they kind of like them leaning into i guess he kind of did this character in impact too but it's also like you know they're throwing some signals out at cornet as well so what do you kind of think of overall as dan lambert but then yeah him lining i'm kind of with you already on like doesn't make sense for him to when he brought MMA guys last week and now he's ta- like teaming with them it just it, it's muddy.
1: like i this whole thing has been so weird from first appearance of Dale Lambert on tv to me it makes no sense um i i do not like the hot air bag that cornette is um uh, but nobody does it better than him so like to do a diet cornette is even worse than just having to cornette um I don't know why when Jake Hager's there, he would allow.
0: Oh, he's great. I like him a lot. It was a promo. Yeah.
1: Not a better one than Ethan page.
0: Yeah. No, Ethan page can talk
1: very few. And Scorpio sky can talk. Yeah. Ethan page to me is one of the best doing promos right now. And I don't, um, like he threw Darby Allen down a flight of stairs. They don't need a heater. (laughs)
2: Like like He's
1: a heel and people are going to boo him. Um, I would get that with Scorpio Sky because he's a heel, but he's extremely likable. Like Scorpio Sky is just like a very oh. likable dude. Um, so Lambert's a fine promo. I don't get this alignment at all. I don't know why Dan Lambert wouldn't align himself with someone who actually has like an MMA background like Jake Hager. Um, I don't know why he has to be on my screen at all. And I definitely don't think that. Ethan Page needs anybody else to be a mouthpiece for him. He's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I loved Men of the Year before he came into this. I, I'm confused by it. I, it seems so out of the way and unnecessary. Um, and even if you are going to use Lambert, why wouldn't you have him line up with, with Hager? Um, it just is is very bizarre to me. This is one of the Muddiest things that I don't even think it's Lambert's fault to be honest.
0: No, heck, why wouldn't you put him like with the factory almost too? Somebody like you get Nick Camarado or somebody get somebody over that you we haven't even talked yet. You know, yeah. You didn't remember to say that you know it's like I I find it very entertaining like how he rips on the fans and stuff like that. It's just like okay, like when you put when you blur the lines of like hey, there's some truth to some of
2: stuff. Yeah. In a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> it's like all right, I, I can get into that, but yeah, it's just it meant for for men of the year guys it doesn't it was uh i don't know it doesn't make sense it doesn't square peg in a round hole basically yeah uh let's see here let's see alexander would be a good opponent for a cage now i steven says i don't know which cage you're talking about there's several christian
1: cages bro that all over the place
0: here (laughs) cages A lot of cages, cage match at all out. Cage match,
1: out. Yeah, yeah, and
0: you could be talking about Penta at this point. I don't Penta, know, right? Who knows? Oh yeah, let's talk about that, okay? And I looked at the all out card right now. That's the only tag match on the card, is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh I'm pretty excited for it. I think was that you on Twitter that said you thought it was Jurassic Express was going to go the whole way?
1: Um, I didn't really know. I, 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 I this one actually had me wondering. We talked about it a little bit on Friday, and there is a natural story with Jurassic Express there a little bit because of the way that the Bucks beat them. Um, Pentain Phoenix, I, I'm never going to be mad when I'm seeing them face the Young Bucks. It's going to be great. This was another one, though, we were running it back again that I didn't feel like I needed to see. However, in a cage, that is going to make it feel fresh again because it's going to be insane first of all but like adding that stipulation makes it feel um different than their previous matches almost like how blood and guts felt very different with pinnacle and uh inner circle than like a stadium stampede would right like a completely different personality thing i just i'm hoping that the way this young bucks title reign is getting stalled that what's going to happen is that they're going to drop to Proud and Powerful. I always call them L A X Stell. I'm sorry if I do it again
0: here. I don't know why they don't now. They they got connect with impact. Why not?
1: I know. I I just always it just always falls out of my mouth. Um I, I'm hoping they do that. I hope that it's that they're dropping it to them and that FTR and and Proud and Powerful didn't get the full story that they wanted to tell because of the injury. So yeah. I think we'll run that back, and that I'm a fan of because that we didn't get to scratch the surface of that really. I think, um, but I'm kind of like, okay, the Young Bucks have kind of kind of run through this division. I don't. I, maybe they were going to face the acclaimed, and then this fell apart. That feels very possible. Um, but like I, I'm ready for, and I've loved this title run. The fashion alone has been fantastic. Oh my god. Um, but I'm ready for for them to drop. I just think they're stalling. Because maybe maybe they do drop some proud and powerful at all at that at Arthur Ashe would be bananas.
0: Oh, Arthur, oh man, Gosh, that, you pop. you pair that with Eddie losing, and then oh, God, <laughs> you're putting them. like do the of the in New York out. on Young and the Restless right there with that. <laughs> Jeez, I'd be all for that. Man. I, what do you think's happening with FTR is like, I mean, obviously that injury is horrific and really stop unfortunate.
2: showing it.
0: I don't need to see it. I stop can't look at it.
1: it. Take the pictures off Twitter. I can't look at it. It's so gross.
0: I don't want to see it.
1: It's so gross. That makes me feel good. Cause I was like, maybe this is like a girl thing, but there's been a lot of grown men that are but like, stop. I'm not uh, a
0: pretty much a lot well, of the times. Like I'll cut myself and be like, Oh God, look at this. But it, it, there'll be, I, if that's a little much. <laughs>
1: that was gruesome. And they yeah. show it a lot. Stop.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope he's not. I, I hope they're just teasing that. Okay. Hey, he might be done. I hope it's not the case, obviously. Um, From
1: what I have read, which who knows? Um, it seems like it was just a really bad laceration. Like that. The, the nerve damage stuff is not real. Which I would hope not. And if it was real, I don't think they would have mentioned it in programming. Um, as old school as they are, I think that would have been like maybe a little bit too far <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, you know that that happens again at some point. You're right though; it's not on the card for All Out, so I don't know when you if you do that again on free TV. I'm also yeah. W in Newark, so if they want to give me that too, I'm fine.
0: Well, they got it. It's coming this week. You know, next week, it's going to be all pow- proud and powerful and uh, FTR. There's oh it. my
1: gosh! Okay, well, I completely missed that, so that's on me.
0: Yeah, it's next week. Uh, well, that
1: makes me excited then.
0: Yeah, so hopefully, by <laughs> something something goes down. Uh, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get something good in rash. Damn it! I kind of want to go to ortho rash.
2: Damn it!
0: I need to. You know, I have a free plane ticket from Spirit. I can use.
1: There you go. You got exactly. three airports to come into. One of them's gonna be good. I'll one of them.
0: I'll, I'll take the gamble. You know, I
1: want I want to do a little like media mixer thing before that, which is usually. Jeremy Lambert from Fightful suggesting karaoke to everyone, but I want to like put a thing together. So now
0: what is your karaoke song of choice? If you do that. that
1: Crying by Aerosmith is always at the top of the list.
0: That's an intense song to do.
1: Thank you. You got to pick stuff that people, they don't care if you sound good. They want to sing along right here. I go again by white snake. I've done a few times. That's a great one.
2: What's yours.
0: Let's see. I did 3am by matchbox 20. There you go. Billy Idol, I did. uh, Did I do White Wedding or Dancing with Myself? One of those doesn't
1: matter. Doesn't either. Um, (laughs) Either are victories.
0: I might have did like. There's another one. I can't remember. I was pretty hammered the one time. Here's the. (laughs) Then you're doing it right. This is before I was a a writer. So let me just get (laughs) this out here. I was. (laughs) We have KSWA Fan Fest, which is like the Pittsburgh locally based Pittsburgh promotion and every like at that point of the year, they'll get a couple big names in wrestling to come and show up. So we had that year we had who do we, Ricky, the dragon steamboat was there. And then we also had bill after So, uh, I got blackout drunk. Uh, this was like 2017 or something like that. Maybe 2016. Anyways, get blackout drunk. We all go to the bar. Karaoke happened at the bar called stinky's in Pittsburgh.
2: Of course
0: was. Stinkies. It's uh you uh, didn't have to tell
1: me it wasn't Pittsburgh when you said it was stinkies. That's like the perfect just like pure class
0: ginger drinks all the time. PBRs, you just pound them. Anyways, so I'm
1: the biggest baby face in wrestling right now, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Amazing.
0: Getting that brain synergy going here. We want to get sponsorship happening. (laughs) Anywho. So I'm I'm hammered. I'm trying to chop it up with Bill After. Bill after now, he technically a lot of the times he'll sing, I think, R&B oh, uh, okay. and, or he'll do country. So he's trying to he's his head's focused on what he's going to sing for karaoke. My head is focused on chopping it up with Bill after. So I'm trying to talk to him. I was like, so how you like living in New York? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm hammered. I'm sit, like, so I'm probably pretty obnoxious, whatever. And he goes over to my friend. He's like, hey, you got to tell your buddy to back off.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: So, <laughs> uh, that was my first impression uh, of Bill. After a, a wrestling writer uh, and uh, aspiring wrestling writer going into it, it was a good. Good first start, you know.
2: There you go.
1: I like that. There was the juxtaposition of you being like overhyped and him being so serious about serious.
0: Okay. <laughs> you gotta tell your buddy. <laughs> <back
2: Amazing. off. laughs> it's
1: like it's American Idol, like,
0: right? I <laughs> I'm ready to roll. <laughs> All right. Uh, like uh, people are, I wonder who is watching the NWA show right now. I was kind of hyped for it. I'm curious how they're going to utilize Flair if he's going to be in the storyline. They're just going to do pomp and circumstance kind of thing. What's the deal with that? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch that after this. I think.
0: Oh yeah, it should be a good. It should be a good. I love James Storm, so anytime you put James Storm uh, on my screen,
1: him. <sighs> I'm not like super excited about Trevor Murdoch and all this, but the rest of the card, I'm pretty excited about.
0: It's and I love the Pope. Is the Pope on the card?
1: Oh, uh, he's the best. I think Pope. he is. He's okay. in, um, oh my gosh i can't keep up because i didn't feel like the championship series thing they did was like great um i feel like that didn't really set things up super well my friends at the Shining wizards podcast said that trevor murdoch looks like he eats his own boogers and now i can't see that so
0: what oh i love trevor <laughs> murdoch though? He's such a good dude inter- great interview too he's like he has he has stories out the wazoo because he's like only oh, was he trained by harley race but he's got like just all his WWE experience. It's a fun Randy Orton stories and holy shit. It's, it's I
1: crazy. believe it. But does awesome. he not look like he picks his own boogers?
0: You know, hmm.
1: He kind of does. A little bit.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get you in trouble, and I
2: love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, let's see. Comment anyway. No, that's we already took that. James Storm would be a good fit in AW. James Storm would be a good fit anywhere. You put him on my screen. I'll watch him anytime. Yeah. Uh let's see. On I Monday, know. dark. Huh? What was that?
2: I like clear water too
1: a lot. A oh lot. yeah,
0: oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. On Monday's Dark Elevation, Chaos Project goes up against Guevara and Fuego de Sol. Do you see Guevara and Fuego de Sol as future tag champs?
1: Not in that tag division right now. No,
0: no not at this moment in time. Like I really think they're gonna just keep putting the rocket on Sammy, and just like he's gonna be the guy. Now, will Fuego del Sol be a reason for? Sammy to fight? I think so. I think that'll be a good thing for, you know, a role for Fuego to be in and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, coming up, I think that we'll see them tag, I bet you, at some point. But I think it'll be, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be something uh, ongoing, if you will. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got to cover that I didn't do? Uh, Got that, got that. Okay, yeah, real quick, we'll do... Oh, yeah. So we touched upon it. Jamie Hader's debut. Um, What match was didn't deliver I don't think there was just that missed spot um I hate hate her as a presence and her on the I like her a lot um but yeah
1: like would hit the gym maybe you know she's just like not very strong (laughs) oh my god she's one of those women you look at as a woman and you're just like what it's kind of like a big Cargill. You're like, you pushed kids at that body. Like, no.
2: <laughs> How did you do that?
1: <laughs> Her, she, I think, I think in a year from now, it's it's going to be great. Like, this was not a great match. Um, she did the best she could with that, that spot from Velvet. Uh, it was just a botched moonsault. And um, there's not like a, there's no good way to react to a botched moonsault, really. So I think she did the best she could. But um, I think, I think. As time goes on, she's just going to be a wonderful asset to this division. I'm very excited. And she is an absolute badass looking looking woman. I'm so excited.
0: Another, another We didn't even talk about her. And like, she's such a, she's such a unique look. Great for the camera. And like, yeah, she can work in the ring. That's another name you got to just build around. Jade Cargill too. I just love, I love Jade Cargill. I think she's great.
2: Yeah, She's looked pretty
1: green on, uh, on some of her matches, which she should be. She has not been doing yeah. it that long. Yeah. Um, but like you can have her keep squashing people. I think if her and Kira Hogan end up lining up instead of facing each other, maybe you have a Brit and Jade. Jamie Slater, uh, Jamie, Jamie Slater, Jamie
2: Slater, is that
0: uh, <laughs> Murphy Slater from Saved by the Bell? It's because I'm
1: not a hater, so I say Slater. Um, but Jamie and Kira, like, I, I, that would be awesome tag team stuff, or even just uh, mouthpieces for feuds and stuff. Uh, I, I think that could be really great. But I think Jade would benefit from having Kira Hogan in her corner while she starts to continue to learn the ropes a little bit and stuff like that. I think that could be very really helpful.
0: That's a very good point. Uh yeah, really good point. Um. Oh, Steven says Jade Future Women's Champion. I agree with you there. Hell I think yeah. He, you can definitely do that. Um, okay, I think this is all I have here is the continuing build of Christian Cage and Kenny Omega. Has this felt understated overall or have you felt that they've done it the right way?
1: It's hard because I think in a vacuum it's really strong. I mm-hmm. think, um, well, first of all, anytime someone says carny piece of shit, I pop. So Christian yeah. doing that three weeks in a row. I'm, it's great. I'm in. Um, I like that Christian is your impact champion. Like I thought that was a really great way to have a a memorable moment on Rampage right away. Um and B Christian being able to say, "Yeah, I'm in your head. I'm the first guy to pin you in like 10 months, dude. Like you should be fearful of this." It's just that he's not Hangman Adam Page. That's literally it. Like and, and that happens. We said Batista had to turn heel because he wasn't Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Was in the Royal Rumble. Like, you got the Queen like
2: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so, um, that just, it, it just happens. People have kids and they have to go away and it interrupts storylines. Like, so I think because it's a rematch and because we were so excited about like this perfectly pure story that was being told over the course of you know, two years at minimum, kind of before the promotion even existed in a lot of ways. I think people were just so into that, that any swerve away from that was going to do whoever fills that role, um, you know, a disservice a little bit, but their first match was great. So I don't like love that they're running it back, especially when we have some other rematches on this card, but I think it's going to be a very strong match. Um, And I'm it doesn't seem like they're going to do title for title, which I'm glad about because I don't need the impact title back on Kenny Omega. I need the impact title back in impact. And I think yeah. Christian can have a couple matches and then lose it and still be super protected and, and fine. Like that's not going to damage him in any way.
0: Absolutely. And I feel, uh, yeah, I think it just should be straight up for the AEW title. That's what it seems like it's going. I really. Uh, yeah. The, the fact that Christian has Kenny's number, I think, is a, one of the best aspects of the story. And then it's been a, such an impressive run for Christian at this point because he's he's done so many times where, like, his back's been against the wall in regards to, like, fans wanting something else, whether it was CM Punk in that mix or, or Daniel Bryan or, you know, Adam Page. Like, he, his back has been against the wall, and he's had, you know, to, to cultivate the fan base behind him. And he's been able to do that, whether it was in Pittsburgh or Milwaukee. He made that beer reference in Milwaukee and stuff like that. Just those little attention to detail stuff. What a veteran move for him to get the crowd back on his side. And mm-hmm. also, yeah, the Cardi piece of shit line—that's a money line. Just deliver that, and it—it's it, going to hit a bullseye every time. So I
1: literally, pop every time
2: someone says, "Yeah, it. I cannot can can beat that."
1: <laughs> you say Cardi yeah. bullshit on TV. I'm, I'm in. I'm on your side. It doesn't matter who was on the other side, I love <laughs> right?
0: Hey <laughs> Kenny, too. How about Kenny's? Like, hey, you think you know me? You think you know me? Like, <laughs>
1: killed me. Oh my god. That was so Did good. You know me, oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. So great.
0: Huh. So I, I'm pretty excited for it. I think, um, yeah, like even my expectations were like, oh, you can. I made a bet with Marcus. I was like, it's not going to be Christian and Kenny at all. That. I, I made a bet with him, and I gotta, I gotta pay up. But it's i uh, I, I'm happy. It is going to be. Christian Kenny I think ultimately at the end of the game so yeah you know
1: this card looks like a little bit underwhelming to me on the surface which makes me think there's going to be some surprises in store for us like there's just too many possibilities floating around out there partly because of all of the cross promotion that we've seen partly because we know of some other big debuts that are coming like you could put Brian Danielson anywhere doesn't matter he oh, could go yeah. dethrone Miro. He could insert himself. He could go very easily to the elite and say, you're the reason I left the other place and now look how you're acting. Like, it doesn't matter where you put him because he's going to be as as impactful as CM Punk was. And that's the only return I ever cared about. Like, I was like, right. so excited because he was my guy. I have a PMA tattoo too, on yeah. the back of my neck. Like, he's my dude. Wait, uh, you
2: got a tattoo
0: of him on the back of your neck?
1: No, it's a PMA tattoo. I don't know if I can show it. Um but it's a PMA tattoo and it has the Chicago stars. I'm not from Chicago. This is because of this man. Like I I'm <laughs> a punk mark. Um but you
0: grabbed the doll with you. The, the t- I did. to oh
1: my gosh. So I'll I'll tell you that too after my Daniel Bryan point. Daniel Bryan, I think, is maybe the most beloved free agent. Like I there's no Punk is controversial. His impact, I think coming back is going to be more significant in the long run. And there's nobody who doesn't love Daniel Bryan. Like he's just, you you just love the guy. Cause he just loves wrestling so much. Um, but yeah, so my sister does not watch or care about wrestling at all. Um, and she asked if I have my CM Punk action figure, of course I do. Yes. Um, and I sent her a, a picture and I was, we made a bet if, if, she got the question wrong she'd have to make me ice cream bars customized if she got it right i would bring my cm punk figure to roh nights one and two by the way i went to both (laughs) nights of glory and she got it right much to my chagrin and delight because it was pretty funny but she we lived together when the nexus angle was unfolding uh and he was the leader of the nexus and the action figure has like the the n armband um and I used to watch in her room because we only had one television. She would always come back from where she was at like 1105. And she would be so pissed because she's like, why is it raw over at 11? Like, why is John Cena still on my screen? <laughs> so she, she hated John Cena and I hated John Cena very different reasons, but she <laughs> you knew about the Nexus thing, because she saw me be so annoyed that he beat the entire Nexus, and she was like, I remember this, this is the Nexus, so That's there are several photographs of me with my CM Punk action figure at Nights 1 and 2 with Glory <laughs> by Honor.
2: <laughs> what was
0: your reaction to that at, at, the, at the DCW arena, nonetheless, you were there, so.
1: The first time I'd ever been to, it's, not the ECW arena, from what I've been told. It's a no, it cleaner <laughs> and nicer, which as a woman is fine. I don't need the graffiti in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I didn't miss out on that. Uh, it's it's a beautiful facility, and I'm a, a big fan of, of ROH and everything that they're doing. I think the pure title coming back has been awesome. I, I think if there's a number three alternative out there, ROH has the most distinct personality over... An impact, which I think relies on a lot of outside talent, or an NWA who just so start and stop with losing guys, and I, I don't love their booking all the time. Um, so I would love for Sinclair to like invest in them a little bit more. I I really really believe in in what they're doing. And Jonathan Gresham uh, spoke to to Sean Rossap about it on Fightful. He's just so passionate and he wants to stay there so bad. Like he was like, "This is my home. It's the most sports based feeling product for everybody who is like." doesn't want the variety show as much. I mean, you still have like Dan Housen and PCO and stuff, but like sure. by far is like the, the most sports based feeling product. Um, and I, I really, really love what they're doing. And from where they were a year and a half ago to now, is just like unbelievable considering everything that happened with Marty and uh, with yeah. the pandemic. I, I think it's incredible the way that they were able to put on such a wonderful product and, and to do so, so simply, it was just like, here's vignettes, here's matches. Here's your hour of television. Like it, it's very clean and simple if you're into that type of storytelling.
0: Simplifying um, is always good to do. And wrestling. Wrestling is simple. Like basic. Good versus yeah. evil. Boom.
1: Get out of the way. Like that's that's where WWE is suffering so much right now. It's mm-hmm. like just get out of the way. Look at Malcolm Black. Making... Tony Khan was like, Yeah, go. And look, look, look what happened. Like yeah. it's amazing.
0: <laughs> we're not eating that Ruth and Chris's. We're going to we're going to cheese cake factory. That's what we're <laughs> Now the reference to your Twitter.
1: Somebody said I guess Applebee's calls themselves a fancy night out in their commercial. And I said, no, they're not. No. That is not fancy when you're doing two for twenty two. And then someone said, not like the Cheesecake Factory. And I was like, they called themselves a factory. That is also not a fancy date. I'm uh-uh. not above it. I would love, I love to cheesecake go. Too. <laughs> right? But it's not fancy. So uh-huh. that's not fancy. That's a lie. But I'm not like, I'm not shitting on the Cheesecake Factory. They're great. There's cheesecake. I'm not opposed. No, but it's not fancy.
0: It's not fancy. uh uh-uh. You know, I took a girl <laughs> once, first date to the Cheesecake Factory. And it was, uh, the date went all right, but I, we didn't have a second one.
1: All right. See? There you go. But it's not because it wasn't for a first date. No. You don't need to get fancier than the Cheesecake Factory. That's perfect.
0: It was it was fine. We had cheesecake. It was great.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cheesecake and, like, a martini or whatever. Perfect. Right?
0: Double whammy. <laughs> oh, man. Now I want a hard – I want a stiff drink right now. There you go. Desha uh, loves cheesecake, too. There you go, Desha. How, how do you feel about the Briscoe brothers in no, ROH? He says they should go to AEW. Should that forbidden door swing for the Briscoe? Jay Mark going in there.
1: I would love for it to swing open with a lot of ROH. I was hoping that Andrade was going to bring LFI over. Uh, was going to be like the the counter, especially because we saw Roosh drop the title to Bandito. I thought maybe like that was what we were going to see. And with everything that Andrade was doing as far as speaking about wanting to be an advocate for Hispanic talent, and it still could be that. It just feels maybe like that's not the direction right now. Um I really, really wanted to see that. Briscoe would be fun. I think, you know, the, the tag division in AEW is so ridiculous already. It, it's tough, but they have a very different personality than everything that's going on there. I don't need to see it full time. Um, but I think some crossover programming would be super fun. Why not?
0: Well, how great was it too when Jeff Cobb was like a mercenary that showed up once and then, you know, that was it. You he know,
1: Yeah. He was like, he's in the inner circle. And then he was like, JK, I'm in New Japan. Hey,
0: you know, I'm just fucking with you. I'm in New Japan.
1: <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> just yanking your chain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jay Lethal would be nice too. Uh who right. wants? Well, uh, let's all get cheesecake. Everybody wants cheesecake now.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah! Yeah, cheese, oh man. See, I'm for it though. Like, don't don't get that mixed up. I want to see, and and Brian Danielson has said this too that he wants Brian Danielson versus Jonathan Gresham. Like,
0: oh my
2: god, yes, that. for
1: forever,
0: forever. You know what? If Daniel, if Brian Danielson said like, hey, listen, Tony. I got to go over to ROH and wrestle for the pure title. Like, how, how are you going to say no to that?
1: I think he might be doing something different than Punk. Like, I think Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, all those names. I think he would want to do with, maybe do the G1 in Japan. Like, I think he wants to do a retirement tour of all the places he's been. Like, that's just like the feeling I get that like, he might want to work other places. Um, like, I think ROH like it would be amazing like if CM Punk and Daniel Bryan did a thing in ROH like that would imagine insane what that would do for that company this is what's so fun about this being such an open space right now but I feel like Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson might like have an AEW stronghold and maybe spread his wings a little bit more where I feel like CM Punk is the kind of guy who's just like but I'm here, I'm here, motherfucker. Right, yeah,
0: I'm, this, so like, is, this is my zone right now. This, this is my pool. where
1: I'm at. Like, and he, he'll, I'm sure he would be open to doing some crossover, but I think Daniel Bryan, before he transitions into a producer role, seemed just, just like, just the feeling I got was like, he, when he was doing interviews and naming talent from other promotions that he would still want to face, I was like, maybe this guy is going to leave WWE. And if he does, it's going to be so he can go do do just this, I think. Oh. So yeah. I hope that happens, because I think it would be so healthy for the industry.
0: Daniel Bryan, he's my guy. He's been my guy like ever since just going into the – when he was the original NXT kind of thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. So good.
0: So good. Can't top, Daniel Bryan. It's All so, right.
1: It's so fun in wrestling right now. Isn't it? It's just a blast. Like so many people are trying to make it not fun, and I'm like, this is so fun. What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> Why are people bitching about so much stuff?
1: Oh, my God. This is the best. Like, do you realize how great this is? Like, the golden era of wrestling we're in right now? Come on.
0: Oh, you can't beat it. How it's about different. working
1: yourselves? Yeah. It's carny bullshit, is what it is. We're a bunch of
0: carnies right now, anyways. I'm a carny Come piece on. of shit.
1: Yeah. It's all a carny bullshit, man. Yeah.
0: That's uh, the, that, if we have a shindig, like a writer's shindig, that's what we should call it, is like just carny pieces of shit shindig or something. Oh, my
1: God. There are some carny pieces of shit in wrestling media. Oh there, oh, there is. Oh, there is. Not anybody that I work with and Goodness not you. I'll say yeah. <laughs> Nobody in Fightful for sure. Definitely not you and definitely not my other podcast host, or I wouldn't fucking be there.
0: <laughs> my, now, my brother, Marcus, he might be a carny piece of shit.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's why I wouldn't come on here unless he's yeah. gone. But.
0: Well, he's, he's out of here. Wally Pipped. <laughs> Wally Pipped. <laughs> Wally pipped. Away he goes. Kate. Plug some stuff. What's uh, What do you got going on? Otherwise, you do the Rampage show on Fightful. You do uh, the the Mark Order podcast. Yeah. Give it yeah, to I'll, it.
1: I'll take you guys through my week. Um, I'm <laughs> <sometimes> <laughs> on the Shining Wizards podcast on Mondays. Um, Tuesdays, I'm now on Fightful with uh, Alex Pulaski for Sour Graps, uh, which is the best, which is the NXT uh, post-show also on Fightful. He's just the most fun little grump in the whole wide world. Uh, Wednesday nights, right after Dynamite, I'm on the Mark Order podcast at Mark Order Pod, uh, right after Dynamite, and then in podcast form available the next day. This Thursday, a fellow Pittsburghian, Joey Bagadonuts, if you're familiar, his podcast. And that night I am doing an interview um, promoting... PPW and the Poconos for Front Row's materials, and then on Friday, I am doing the SmackDown AEW rampage with Sean Ross South on Fightful. So if you didn't like this, you're gonna have to mute a lot of accounts this week in wrestling because I'm showing up a lot of the forbidden door is open for me again. Oh. That's what's going on. I'm just showing up everywhere. So I'm the Chelsea Green of, of wrestling podcasts this week. Uh, I'll be everywhere. So uh you can catch me but just go to kate on deck see, and i'll promote all of the shit
0: <laughs> all right i like it I, I didn't even ask you how did you get into wrestling what what was the what was how did that all start yes. what's your wrestling origin
1: can i admit that it was an ex-boyfriend
0: That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was in 2009 uh this guy i was dating was into it and i was like this is stupid and then i was like wait no, this is awesome uh and then we broke up but i was like i'm still gonna watch wrestling and I kind you know of what? wrestling's
0: <laughs> my new boyfriend now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I was like, ditch the dude, keep wrestling around. Both great choices, turns out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, like I I was kind of just getting into you like you learn the tropes, right? And then I'm like, well, if John Cena's is just winning all the time, I don't care. And then the pipe bomb happened. And so I I had to stick around and now I'm a I'm a lifelong fan.
0: There we go. There we go. <laughs> we all get our start somewhere, right?
1: Right, yeah. Usually, it's when you're a kid. Like that's what's always so funny. Like (laughs) I kept telling people, I was like, the CM Punk comeback makes me feel like I'm a kid, but I didn't watch wrestling as a kid, so it's it's like very out of place, but a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) How funny! Oh my gosh, I just just that feeling that him coming out there and just getting that reaction and everything—it was just awesome, awesome to see in wrestling.
1: Was so emotional. Like that's what got me was I was like, oh my god, he's like very happy to be back in pro wrestling. Like that was like very very emotional.
0: I didn't think we were gonna see it again. Like. Him happy to be back in wrestling. I just, I thought it was done. I thought he was done with
2: it.
1: Yeah, he was like, so when he was like tearing up, I was like, geez, like this is, that's when I realized that people other than like as big of Mark's as me, were gonna feel how significant this was. Like that was, that was really cool. Cause I knew I was excited. Like to hear everybody else be like, what a moment. I was like, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> like it's exciting to be a part of wrestling right now.
1: Yeah, enjoy bread. it. Ball, come on, get some cheesecake. cheesecake.
0: Enjoy your go to the go fucking DoorDash with the the cheesecake factory and then you, just...
1: you don't even have to leave your house. That's how unfancy it is.
0: It's so unfancy. Wait,
1: thank you. I I just,
0: it. It's a play. It's a den of thieves. The cheesecake factory. <laughs> that?
1: Amazing.
0: Den of thieves. Okay, so follow Kate on Twitter at Kate You can follow me on Twitter. At Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. You can follow the Two Dynamite Dudes on Twitter at Two Dynamite Dudes. Follow my degenerate brother, Marcus, at Marcus P. D'Angelo. You can, you know, hate tweet him. Troll him a little bit for me.
2: There
0: you go. He Um, lost power. He lost power. What a loser. Who loses power?
1: Who loses power? Other than NWA did, but that's right. Beautiful irony right there.
0: Beautiful (laughs) irony. Other than that, um, yeah, I and check out my interview with EJ Naduka I did uh, talk to him of MLW. Um, yeah, I'll be at all out, all that stuff. So I'll keep coverage there, and that's kind of it. Kate, you're going to Arthur Ashe. Yeah, you, you have. Is there another show? You're going to? Aren't you going to another show at twenty three hundred too?
1: Oh man, I've got I got a lot of live wrestling coming up, and I'm so excited about. I'm doing AW Newark. I'm doing Arthur Ashe. I'm doing uh, Ring of Honor moves. Death before dishonor from Florida, back to Philly because of COVID. Who would have thought that there'd Dude, be still relying to
2: COVID right there,
1: Florida? Um, <laughs> so they are they're going back to Philly, and darn it, so am I because tickets were half off. And I'm going on the Jericho cruise. So a lot you're going of- on the
0: Jericho cruise. Yeah,
1: I went what? last year too. It's it's too much. You went. Last, you went the year before. Oh, you you went the first year.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, so much. No, fun. no, did you go? Oh no no no! I did not go to the first one. I went to oh. the second. one.
0: Okay, yeah. and I'll oh. go
1: to every one for the rest of my life because it was the best.
0: <laughs> That's awesome!
1: Dang. So much fun.
0: I'm, got, I'm getting FOMO right now.
1: There's cabins open, bro.
0: I'm
2: just. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I would want to do the drink package for free.
0: I'd want to do the Jack and Rose with Orange Cassidy if I could go though.
1: Oh, he's bored as is Brett Baker.
0: That's right. Oh, you no. Know? No, maybe maybe the serendipity is just gonna kick in. I don't know.
1: There you go. So anything will (laughs) happen.
0: Yep. All right, guys. Hey, you know what? Well, maybe I'll see you guys next week. I might not because I'm gonna be in in dynamite or you know all out. So I might not see. Might be next week, the week after. You'll get another (laughs) two dynamite dudes. We'll see what happens. I'll try to make something work. But Kate, thank you for joining me.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, hey guys. We'll see you later. All right. Thanks for tuning in, Nesha. Steven, everybody, all the regulars. I appreciate it. DJ, you guys are great. And uh we'll talk to you again.